0: Welcome to The Awaken The Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken The Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together through enlightening conversations and personal insights we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. If you're a local Quebecer, the name Rubino just might ring a bell seeing as it's one of the most recognizable brands in Quebec with its founder, Vincenzo Rubino diving into the footwear industry some 35 years ago. Rubino shoes has since become a landmark as the best option to get branded shoes at the best value. With a culture rooted in authenticity as well as inclusivity, and with Vincenzo's children having now taken the reins, the company continues to push forward in its mission to be the go-to destination for affordable, branded-only footwear by creating a fun, friendly, and pressure-free experience for its customers. I want to make one thing clear. This is not a paid advertisement. I was incredibly honored to welcome Mr. Angelo Rubino, Vice President of Rubino Shoes, as I had become an avid listener of his podcast, aptly named An Espresso a De Canjero. Having listened to a couple... Okay, a lot of episodes. I discovered an individual who, despite my own preconceived notions of the high profile businessman, just happened to be quite the fun guy. Turns out, business people are people too. Like the rest of us, they have goals, dreams, values, and as you'll learn through this revealing conversation, they also have their fair share of personal struggles. On this episode, Angelo and I touch on the importance of putting values at the core of your business, giving back to the community, staying humble owning up to your dark side, and a special philanthropic venture near and dear to his heart. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 162 with Angelo Rubino. Here we go. Always, as I like to tell the listeners, uh, honor, a privilege, and a thrill— Uh, When someone decides to actually take a chunk of their little sandbox of time and actually say, I'm going to give this one to you. It's very, it's a lot of consideration I have. And I just want to say, you know, um, for everything, because I always like to start the episode by celebrating the guest. And I want to celebrate you. Mister. you know, because... um, we haven't known each other. This is just again life and the universe just aligning and allowing us to share this space. But I've become a really big fan uh, of uh, the Un Espresso avec Angelo Espresso. Man, I got it. <laughs> Espresso avec Angelo podcast. Um, and as funny as it is, you know, um, I've been living in Quebec since two thousand one, and the name Rubino is obviously something that you know that goes around. It's a very not- noticeable and memorable brand, um, but. It's always fun, as they tell you, behind the brand, there is a face, there are human beings, there's a team, uh, there's, there are people. And it's a weird thing having experience just through your episodes and just through your conversations and just through the warmth that you share, not just on YouTube, but just the fact of listening to you and hearing all the vulnerability um, and the humanity and the, the passion uh, that comes with how you address not just your co-hosts, not just your guest. But anyone, and whether, not just on your podcast, but also other interviews you've given, there's that unmistakable care, there's a, that unmistakable affection, that genuine humanity that comes through, that I don't think is made up, because we often have this preconceived notion of, you know, the big top, big shot businessman, because you, you might be, you might be, you know, mistaken to actually, like, label you, we just like, yeah, just, you know, VP, you know, like, you know, big shot guy, but no, I always like to take a step back and understand that you know what successful people are people too as you've mentioned often Rubino well, you know, has been in business for the past 35 years. You and your brother and your sister have really skyrocketed the performance. And, you know, the company has grown to so many, so many branches. And we didn't even have one <laughs> next to my house because I live next to Delson. But uh, that, again, going back to the humanity and, you know, I've been working in customer service as well for the past 20 years. So I understand that connection you have to have, not just with your clientele, but it starts with the people. And for the generosity of your time and the humanity that you bring also through all your uh, various, uh, you know, community ventures and being close to the community and giving back, it's something that needs to be celebrated. You can't shy away from that because that is something that, you know, people should take an example from. Because you don't have to have a, you know, a business of you know so many so many brands and so many branches. You can always you know do a little bit of your own in your own community or next to the next person next to you. And that affection, that humanity, is something that really resonates with me. And I want to congratulate you for everything that you're doing and still doing, uh, for the community around Quebec or through your podcast or all your different ventures, all your content. It's a pleasure and a thrill to welcome to the Wake the and Evolve podcast. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Well, that was a hell of an intro. I mean, like, uh, Olivier, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, you brought me back when you said about, um, you know, just for me, one of my value is authenticity. It's about being real. And uh, I, I think that's all my dad raised us. He came from a very humble beginning, small village, 2000 people, uh, eight kids. So he didn't have much growing up. And... You know, we really, I mean, my family started from the bottom and um, it's very humbling to, I feel like I have a duty and my duty is to stay humble, to give back. You know, life has given me so much. If I can't take uh, an hour to have a discussion with you or with another fellow podcaster or whatever, I just feel like I've been blessed. I feel like you know, it's my duty. I mean, uh, for me to be involved in the community, we try to do so many things. You know, uh, whether it's giving shoes to a shelter, or uh, we're, we're soon we're we're starting these uh, the bourses d'études for mm-hmm. athletes, some grants for some grants for for young students, uh, Quebec athletes. Uh, we we're always trying to find new ways to help. Just because we've been receiving so much. And I feel like when you're helping others, you're sort of helping yourself a little. I don't know if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. And and I feel this is why I started podcasting, man. I mean, uh, I wanted to show that behind the Rubino brand, there's a family and then there's people. And let's just talk about everything and anything. And we often have subjects like recovery or finding the balance in your life and daily struggles and just showing people that, Hey, this is real. And, uh, and there's, <laughs> there's not just money and success. There's also the real life and real problems. And I've been very open about my recovery, for example, and
2: yeah, man, just yeah. being
1: able to do this tonight and giving back to, and, and just sharing the story for me, it's, it's helping me in a way, you know, and it's that helping is. me staying grounded. And,
0: and it's so, it's so weird. But so, You know, empowering to hear you say that because success means something, something to different people, you know, whatever success means to you, you know, whether through your family, whether through your finances, whether it's through writing a book or launching a successful business. But and again, you brought you brought the two within the same the the same format about staying humble because As you said, when you guys took over the reins of the company, of course there was a significant shift, and everything just skyrocketed because you you basically revamped the brand, you revamped the stores, you revamped the entire shoe shopping experience, as you put it. But also, how do you stay humble? Because a lot of us sometimes, whether it's a little success or a lot, how you do? How do you not let your ego take over? How do you stay humble?
1: Listen, Olivier, last uh, maybe a few weeks ago. I ha- I was in court and, you know, it was a case and this, this attorney asked me a question and he said, this, I never shared this with anyone. I'm going to share this with you. I think I may have shared this on the podcast that I did with uh, Pat Coté, actually. There's a podcast that came out uh, just recently with Patrick Coté, which is an ex-UFC, but I'll share this with you. And this lawyer asked me a question and he said, Mr. Rubino, are you a wealthy man? And I just paused for a second and I said, yeah, I'm very wealthy. And I said, I think you, you define wealth by the things you have money can't buy. So I said, I'm, I come from a good family. Uh, I was fortunate enough to study, become a lawyer. I have two wonderful kids that are healthy. Um, I love my life. I love what I do. Uh, I look forward to waking up every morning and doing what I do. I'm ready. I'm pretty healthy. I mean, and I went on and on and on. So I said, yeah, I'm pretty wealthy. And you can understand that that, (laughs) the lawyer wasn't expecting that kind of answer. So he became all red and he said, well, fair enough. How about (laughs) financially wealthy? I said, you know, I think financially I get by, you know, but, uh, Success is, is exactly what you said. It's, it's different for everyone. For me, being successful is being able to keep a balance between health, family, and then there's business. But there, it's not adding another zero in a bank account somewhere. It's, it's not that. Not anymore. And my grandfather would have said, because one time uh, we told my grandfather, I don't care about money. And he said, "Yeah, because you have some. That's why you're saying you, you don't care. But uh, it's not about the money, man. It's about winning. It's about loving what you do. It's that's what drives me. And I'm very humble because you never know what can happen. You know. So mm-hmm. be humble or stay humbled. Is what wow. I
0: think. Wow, wow. Be humble or stay humbled. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to write that down. That's a bar.
1: But um, that, that's how my dad uh, raised us. You could imagine he came from a village." And all his life, he was driving a Dodge Caravan and he was dressing very conservative. And she was always teaching us like, you know, be a low cost operator, mm-hmm. those fun- fancy expenses. Like I remember I wanted to buy an Audi. I had just finished law school and I said, I'm going to practice law and I'm going to be driving around like a golf, like a, you know, I, I need a fancy car, man. Wow. I'm going to spend 50 grand. I'm going to buy like an A4. I don't even remember. And my dad was like, how stupid are you? Didn't I teach you anything? In 10 years, that car is going to be worth zero. Let's make an investment. So I put that money down and I bought it a, a, uh, an income property. Mm-hmm. And that was my cash down. And years later, I rolled that property into another holding company. And I had a ticket for 450000 So almost half a million dollars. So I turned that 50000 to almost half a million dollars, but I could have had that fancy car and then drive around and then tell my fellow, you know, uh, lawyers or, or junior lawyers, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. look at me! I'm so fancy in my fancy car." But then I realize, you know, it's that's not what matters, you know. So yeah, I mean, like wow. that's how we were raised, man. Like my my brother and I were twins, and that's how we were raised. We're not really fancy. I mean, of course, you everybody loves beautiful things, but of course, like, treat I mean, yourself. Sometimes you got to treat yourself, but there's a limit. And I'd rather spend, something, spend money on an experience than on, on something that's luxurious and lavish.
0: That's something. That's really true. Because you know, sometimes, um, and I, t- uh, I tell this you know, to everyone, and the thing is having kids humbles you and it really re- reassesses um, what matters to you. And just to piggyback on what you said, like sometimes I tell, I tell, I tell anyone this, like, listen, kids need presence, as in your presence, not T.S. All right. Yes, it's nice to treat them, give them little things. They're kids. They're supposed to experience like, you know, just having fun being kids. But the most precious thing you can give your kids is presence. You know, even myself growing up in Haiti, like, you know, we, we weren't, we weren't rich, but we weren't poor. So we had good times. We had bad times. But I can never fault my parents for saying that my parents weren't around. You know, we always had memories, whether we had a Christmas at home and just eating soup or we went out, we were, you know, just dining out and just like lavishly. But you know what? I can never think back and not saying where we didn't have an important like, you know, moment where we weren't all together and family. And something I also wanted to open up because you are very vocal about the fact that You're one of your core values is family. It's not just from the traditional, you know, uh, Italian background, which is very similar to the Haitians. But you always talk about that family. Like, just put it in French: les amistas, mais ta famille va être toujours là. Your friends will spread over time and over life, and these things happen. But your family remains. And I just want to ask you. Because you told a wonderful story that I just, I was just going back when uh, you were ra- you were basically being driven around with your brother with your father to to stores and stuff, and he you had the badges for future president, but he always <laughs> went back and gave you that broom and say if you want to get to the top, this cannot be beneath. You. Like, talk to us about that. Like, how that taught you about you know just putting in the work and taking the time. Because why I'm asking is because a lot of us, especially with this current generation mentality i'm observing i'm 40 but i'm observing that we want everything right now or yesterday even and we're not willing to put in the time and put in the work and i was wondering if you can speak to those of us who have that 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 thirst to 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 get to the next level and who want the corner office who want the vacations who want the lavish lifestyle but i understand through having all these conversations and i'm not sure if you were going to correct me there is time to be put in there is recognition. You have to put in the work. You have to pay your dues, if right. if, if that makes sense.
1: I think to succeed, you you can't really take the elevator. you got to take the stairs. And it's really tough because it's one step at a time. And I realize sometimes, like, I'm almost your age, and I see a lot of uh, younger boys and girls. Uh, they want to get to the top really fast. I mean, take it easy, you know? First you learn to walk, and then you start running. But uh, – yeah, I mean, my dad really put that into us. Like, wh- whatever you said before, that that was the actual like that. Like, you know, we can't you can't make this story up. It's such a beautiful story, and and I, I I'm, I'm i I'm ju- I'm looking forward to do the same thing with my kids. You know, he started me off, and my brother and I, we were twins, and he showed us the value of work, and he just used to drive us to a store, and maybe back in the days he had a couple of stores and. He would drive one of us to one store and the other guy to the other store. And then he'd spend the day, you know. And sometimes I wanted to fool around with my friends or I wanted to watch TV or do whatever was fun at the time. But he'd be like, no, you're having supper and then you're coming to work right after school. And he wanted to teach us the value of money, the value of work. And and uh, he made us those name tags and said my name, Angelo, future president. And there was so much pride, you know, like we felt like, Hey, we were becoming something, you know, like, and I'd go to the store and you'll tell me like, my dad would tell me like, Hey, I'll, I'll look at your uh, daily sales. I'll look at your, how many sales you've, wow. you've done and things like that. So I used to, I, I was very competitive. I always wanted to be first. And, uh, some customers loved it. Some clients were like, Hey, I don't want to deal with a kid. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, like some people understood, but, uh, I remember, you know, my dad telling me, like, you know, you got to do the broom and the the mop, mop the floors. And I told him, like, I I thought I was the future president and you want me to mop the floors and you want me to broom the floors and you you want me to, I don't know, serve the customers. I mean, I can't do everything. And I'm the future president. Wow. Don't we have employees? And he's like, son, you're not understanding anything then. He goes, if you're the president and you're not doing everything and you don't know how to do everything then what kind of president are you? you got to show the ex the example. If you're sitting down in the back reading, because back in the days, there's no phone. So mm-hmm. if you're sitting in the back store and you're reading the papers with your feet on the desks, what do you think they're going to do when you're not there? But if you're the hardest working guy on the floor, they'll say like, look at him. That's the boss right there. And like, he's the hardest worker. That so that's how so it was cool. raised, man. I'm not so going to cool. say that today I'm, um, I'm there brooming the floors, but you know what I mean? Like that's where I started and there's so much pride, you know, there's so much pride because I know how to do everything. And sometimes I'll step in and I'll work in a store and that's the most beautiful job in the world, like to work in retail and meet customers. And people are coming to buy shoes. They're in a good mood. Like nobody comes there and they're upset about life. So I love our business. I love our industry. And uh, my dad just fell into it by mistake. And we were kind of like, into it by mistake and you know that's what enabled us to do other things and other projects
0: that speaks a lot about the the importance of a leader within you know a work environment because when i heard that i hear someone who needs to know that you can't leadership is not just a title manager is not just a title some people will coast and deal with that but a mistake I see a many leaders make, and I'm not sure if you want to speak on this is because you need to understand that you are never big enough not to go down to your employees level and your employees will respect you for that, you know? And I'm guessing that's something that you take great pride in, into letting your, your employees know, and your customers know that, you know what, I'm never too, too much of a big shot to lay, lay, lend a hand and do the work with you. And I, I mean, understand
1: that, we, do, we do that all the time and we, The beauty is now the team has grown and grown and we have such a great team and a strong team. And you know, I don't mind stepping in the warehouse and you know packing some orders and then people would be like, hey, thank you. You know, it's appreciated. But I'm like, I'm not, we're all on the same level. Mm -hmm. This is a teamwork. And teamwork makes the dream work. So there's no instances where, oh, I'm higher than you, so I'm not gonna do certain tasks. So that's the beauty. and not just for me, my whole family, that's just how we operate. We'll do anything. Like I always say, whatever it takes, if I need to go to, I don't know which store and get it over with, we're moving a store or whatever, I'll do it. You'll see me lifting boxes and put in like, it's part of my job. It's our business. So I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not too good or, hey, listen, I, but I'm a lawyer. I studied. I'm, I'm, I have a diploma. I have a, my name on the door. No, like, I'll do anything. I'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And there's so much pride into that. Like, I, I did, we we had a warehouse sale a few weeks back. And,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we're short-staffed. And I was there seven days. And I worked on nights, weekends. And I was doing cash. And I was serving customers. And man, some people were like, hey, I, I know you. You're the owner. I'm like, yeah, that's what I should be doing. Yeah. Whatever Honestly. it takes. You know, For if anyone. you're the owner and you're not willing to do whatever it takes, then, there's a big problem in your business. There's a big problem. And if you don't know how to do everything, if you don't know every aspect of your business, because the Rubino group has grown. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know every aspect of how to use the ERP, how to use the POS systems, how to, then I'm in big trouble. Because then people like, basically hold you tight hostage. They, hostage. Like you're hostage of your own company. You can't even, you depend on people. So I never want to feel like I depend. But I want to be able to know and do everything, and and then I'm able to delegate as well. You got to be able to trust. You got to be able to delegate. You got to be able to. But you can't do everything yourself. But you got to be able to know how to do everything.
0: That's a that's a way. See, I love that word, delegating. Uh, that's where a lot of us, you know, when we fall into the trap of the grind, you know, entrepreneurs, I, I got to do this. Is my babies? So I have to know everything. But when we struggle to let go or of that. Power, if you are using it between quotes, but when we want to let go of that authority, it it's like it, it's like a an ego thing. It's like a bust to our ego for some reason. But how would you coach? You know, those of us who have that struggle to again trust someone else to delegate and just take that load off because a lot again, of us fall like, into burnout because of that.
1: I- I'm so lucky because I had a great like my dad was a great mentor, and he always told me he's like Angelo, you got to be able to take this young person under your wing. And you got to show them everything. And they got to become a copy of you. You know, he was always telling me that. He was like, take somebody, even though they they might not be a C-class level executive. Take them from a place where you know they have the right attitude. Who gives a shit about uh, aptitudes? Mm -hmm. I can show you whatever. I'm always looking to hire people that have the right attitude. And I'll show you. And I'll give you the world. If the company grows, I want that person to grow with me mm-hmm. and with the company. We, I had guys starting; they they started as like simple like salesperson, like let's say minimum wage, part time, and then they became managers and then district uh, managers, and now they're executive like in our on our on our board of directors, and they they run this company and they you know, but they started from the bottom exactly like me, and I just they had the right attitude. They were not like. They didn't have maybe the background, the education, the, you know, bachelor degrees in administration. And I'm not saying that's not important, mm-hmm. but I'd rather have somebody that has no education and I'll just show you. And I'll tell you how it's, you know, how we run our things and how, how to operate a business. And I want that person to grow within just like I st- I did. I, I grew wow. within the company. Wow. You know, I'm not better than anybody. I just, I grew with the company and I started from the bottom and I was, selling shoes, and I was operating the cash, and I was doing everything. And uh, we did that with some people. One of our CTO right now, the chief technology officer, mm-hmm. young guy, he became like a brother. And we started him off. He was going to school in and out. And at one point, we just brought him in, and we were like we showed him everything. And he started in the warehouse. And now he's CTO. Wow. And, and this, it's a true story. And my brother finally... Can trust like trust his, him more than me, which is a good thing because in, in in my in my book I brought this guy in, and there's so much pride to see this kid now. I don't know, he's like 23, 24, and he's there. He's the go-to guy. We could just trust him with our eyes closed, and wow. because my brother loves him so much, now he's doing other projects with the family, whether it be a uh, real estate. Like a little investment here and there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you you see these people grow, but you brought them in. That's my biggest joy. That's my greatest joy. So you adding another much... million, or let's make another million this year. Who cares? It's seeing those people that were smart had like so much potential, but they were going to towards it the the bad like side. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. And we grab them in time, and we we give them a purpose. And we showed him the way, we opened the way, and this guy's so freaking grateful, and I'm so grateful that he's there because I'm learning so much. And mm-hmm. th- I'd rather do that than hiring somebody from straight off like you know McGill. I don't know uh, John Molson School of Business or I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like today uh, the kids that come out of college are like entitled. And yeah, I got a bachelor degree and uh, I, I want to become, uh, I, I want to be a uh, vice president right away, you know, like, and I want to start with a uh, $85,000 a year and 90, hundred thousand. Like you want to start and prove what you can do. And I think that's the biggest problem right now. And then so they that's get a very
0: traditional, that's a very traditional way of, of doing things. So if I understand really like you value, you're not, you're not discrediting the credentials, like the CV, but you will put a lot more emphasis and a lot more consideration to the person.
1: 100%. And listen, I have a degree. I have a Bachelor of Law, and I practice law. And so I'm not saying it's not important, or but I'll go 100 times, I'll choose somebody with the right attitude over aptitudes, because you could always teach them. And wow. that's what a great leader does. So I basically took this, but not just one person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I basically show them everything I know, and I'm hoping they'll become better than me. And I'm hoping they'll do even more, even if they move on and they they start their own th- stuff. For me, that's the greatest joy. If Some they win, be, you win. Oh my god, that's exactly it. And I always say this: I'm like, dude, how could I be upset or jealous? Like this is why I surround myself with people that like to win. That's my number one thing. Like if you're gonna start you like surrounding. To I, I just like to win. Exactly. I don't even care about the money. I, and like my grandfather would have said, yeah, it's because you have some. That's why you don't care about it. But <laughs> I, I'd rather win. I'd rather start a project. It's a project car. Uh, there's no money, but there's a win. You know. Then money's not going to make you happier. I feel like I need a purpose. I need something bigger than, and that's what I'm doing.
0: You said that. You said that. And you know what? This this excitement that you're showing right now is the same excitement I see, not just on the podcast, but the way that you speak, <laughs> the way you reach out, you know, this, the energy. I love to use the word energy that you give out. It seems so, because I'm very, I, it sounds woo-woo, but I'm very sensitive to, to humans and like, you know, just natural kindness in the human spirit. And that's what I love about it, because like there, there's so much care and there's so much empathy into the way you spoke about taking the kid in under your wing and seeing him grow and actually becoming your CTO. That is like one of the basically rags to riches story right there. Like, listen, I started in the factory and here I am. And we've coached him. And again, like you said, you care about this person. He could have had, like you said, uh, back from Asher C or whatever. But you know what? There's a lot more consideration to see the person grow, to see this journey and to know you were a part of that. That's just me tipping my head off to you. man. Huh? That's 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 really awesome. And the fact that you're such a energetic person and you're such a dynamic person and you have obviously like you don't shy away from the fact that, you know, you love to win and you love to try new things. Let's try new ventures. Let's try exploring new avenues because we're never just one person. We're never just one thing. And if we fail, we fail. You talk a lot about that. And it was just so curious that obviously with the whole world exploding now of all the things you have to do and on your mind and on your docket. You want to take on a podcast out of all things. (laughs) I really want to know what was the story behind that one?
1: Oh, so basically I just, I felt like I talk about authenticity, transparency, and I just wanted to like, I wanted people to like come in our lives. First are the people that work for us. You know, we have 32 brick and mortar stores across Quebec and I'm like, I just want to create content where people can get to know me and my family Mm -hmm. even better. Like, you know, and you said something about like, you know, I I believe in the no bullshit kind of (laughs) philosophy. I'm just Mm -hmm. straightforward. I I tell you as it is. Sometimes people love it. Sometimes they hate it. And it's about also trying different things and doing new things. I'm excited like when there's a new project. And I started this podcast also because I love to connect with people. And I've met, I had so many great people on the podcast that I, I mean, I knew them a little bit, but I didn't Mm -hmm. really know them and I wanted to get to to know them more. So I just invited them over my office and, and we had these great conversations and I I didn't know where it was going to lead me. And the the last episode with, um, with Marie-Pierre Morin had over 33 or 34,000 views on YouTube. And I don't know how many downloads on, on, um, audio but uh it just started like i just i wanted to connect with people i was like hey i'm doing this podcast so for example one of my favorite episodes is with uh, peter mamas mm-hmm. and he's in the restaurant industry and, mm-hmm. and uh at the time they had around 300 restaurants and great brands like uh, i don't know and so on and so forth so i reached out to him and i said hey peter um I'd love to have you to have you on your on my podcast. And I was like, sure. How about next week? I'm like, I was so like surprised. And wow. when you invite people over, it's like, I just wanted to meet the guy. But it gives you like a reason. Uh, like there's a good motive. We're gonna mm-hmm. do like a little podcast. Mm-hmm. And I had the guy over and Man, I was so blown away, and uh, we stayed connected. And who he was knows, so laid you know?
0: back. It was so laid back. He he like just telling the story about you know how we branded Nichols and how how much respect he had for <laughs> René and like you know just okay, so we had to drop this brand and we had Baton Rouge and then it was like it was like you, I'm again, so
1: glad was, you heard that episode, but it was I, one of my uh, favorite because what a genuine guy he you is, know? and this is. is the type of person I want to be, and that's why I never say no to an invitation because. Who knows? Uh, maybe we start a venture together, Olivier. You know, like mm-hmm. for me, there's always like these opportunities. You never know, and you, you never, never know. know, right? So, uh, I don't know. I just I wanted to connect with people, and I was like, I want to put myself out there. I wanna, sh- I want people to dig in my life. I want to be like an open book. You
0: obviously have enjoy. do trust and me. I, you, obviously, it comes through. <laughs> it really comes through because it feels like. I know it sounds stupid. It feels like a kid in a candy store. Every time you open up your episode, <laughs> Bienvenue à espresso avec Angelo. Aujourd'hui, sh-. like he's, you're having fun. And I think that's maybe, again, we were talking about the facade of like the businessman and the brand, but you take all that away. You come with no pretense. You come with total transparency. You come just as a normal guy. Yeah, I'm Angelo Rubino, but I'm Angelo, you know, just like Valda calls you Angie. It was like, yeah, what? Oh, yeah, they're cool friends. And, you know, it's so it's OK to have, you know, he's just a normal guy. And a lot of people wouldn't expect that because we're always expecting, OK, the celebrities, because everybody like, you know, from the Obamas to everybody has a podcast. So you're always thinking like, yeah, marketing ploy and they're going to try to curate it like, you know, picture perfect. But there's authenticity there. There's humanity there. There's a lot of laughs because I, I just I just felt like being there like you guys had so much fun. But, yeah,
1: I mean, we no. should have you. Uh, we should have you uh, over, and you come to our office, and we'll do like a podcast together. But you're right; oh. it was uh, about doing something uh, also to have fun, you know. And uh, like, it's true that I have a lot of fun through this project, and like, why can't we do something and just have fun? And like, obviously, there's no money for me to be made in that industry, in the sense that it costs a lot of money to produce that kind of podcast. But I, I do it because. I love it. Why not? Some people love to uh, get a new car or I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like people love to, I love to invest in in, and, and do something and it's going to live. You know, one thing I I thought is what a nice legacy also for my kids. Like let's say in 15, 20, 30 years, uh, listening to their daddy, having an interview back in Mm -hmm. like 25 years ago. That's Mm -hmm. one thing that I was like, Holy shit. I wish I had like my grandfather, which is like my hero. Yeah. Having a conversation, yeah. I don't know with who, mm-hmm. and just tuning in 25 years later and listening to this conversation and what they were thinking about back in the days, I feel like it's going to live on the internet.
0: It is. Isn't that a great
1: it's, thing? Like,
0: I feel like it's a thing.
1: kind of a legacy. That's your I think time Scott Sis was doing the same thing with his podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to listen to it in 20 years and be like, holy shit, look at where I was back then. And
2: There you
0: go.
1: Uh, there yeah. You go. So that was a big thing also.
0: It's a it's a great time capsule, and you said it again. You know, whether it's one person links into it or thirty four thousand and beyond, you always can go back to it and understand. Okay, on this day at this time, we're having this conversation with this person. Some people, you know, might not be with us before. Like you know, when when, in our grandparents' age, we had pictures. Now we have like you know, you know, just digital media, and now we have podcasting, and we can always go back to it. You know, and it means it means a lot to 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 see the 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 authentic person that you know we what how are we feeling on that day and sometimes you go back to the episode where we're like okay maybe you're having a good day or not but on this little moment for this little hour this is where you were doing and this is the fun you were having so i really want to congratulate you because podcasting is not an easy gig but i understand that there's a, you have it's not something as you mentioned there's no money in it <laughs> you're not joe rogan there's no money in it right now but unless you really really have a unicorn status but I congratulate you because I know first of all it's not easy. And second, it has to come from a genuine, passionate place. You don't do this just because you do it because you love it. And that's, that's something right. that it's it's full on respect. And that love just just shows through. But
1: and, I and, and you know what, uh, Olivier, I, I started listening to podcasts more. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I started living podcasts and people happen. reach out to me and they're like. Uh, oh listen to this and uh, I, I heard this great interview with this great other person and I started living the whole like experience because it's like on demand so now in my car I used to hate drive and I go to from from St. Leonard to Plateau mm-hmm. so sometimes there's traffic it could take 30 40 minutes yeah even though it's Montreal to Montreal mm-hmm. so I I like enjoy that moment now
0: do you have any favorites <laughs>
1: Because I'll put a podcast. I just listen to anything. I, I like Tim Tim Ferriss. I like I like so many people. I I just I listen to sometimes a, a podcast about recovery and then a mm-hmm. uh, podcast d'enquête like with uh, Stéphane Bertome. Mm-hmm. Uh, ici audio, uh, radio Canada. I, I listen to French English. Uh, I like to hear so many different things, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so good, and I'm like. My God, my podcast is so cheesy, you know. Like,
0: if and that's the, how
1: you learn, and you get better, and you try to.
0: Don't fall into the comparison uh, uh, paralysis. <laughs> don't fall into that trap because it is a work in progress. You understand it as a businessman, like you know, we start with one store, and then we're going to start with another store. It's going to take some time. People are going to have to gravitate. You know, our stores are different. Our business model is different. <laughs> so you need to understand that. You understand that as an entrepreneur, it is a work in progress. And podcasting is very slow burn, very slow burn. There is a time where, coming from my perspective, this podcast had no downloads, like zero. And I knew this going in. You know what? You get you get your, you, your method to your madness is going to reveal itself. And I like to tell my kids, you can only do by doing. You're 15, 16 episodes in, but don't fall into the paralysis uh, thing. Don't, don't fall into the comparison thing. You'll only make yourself miserable. Trust me. Um, <laughs> but I am going to recommend one that you might appreciate uh, it's called business wars. And the premise is basically it's a, it's kind of a storybook type thing where they're basically telling you the story of say, uh, um, let's just say, or something like blackberry versus iPhone type of thing. And it's like three or four episodes. It's kind of a series, but it's so well narrated. You feel like you're there. You know, so it's, they're telling like the business stories of what happened, all the blood wars and stuff, but it's told in a story form, not just an in interview wow. form. It's For sure. I'm going to tune
1: in. Cause I'd love that. I love like history also. I'll send it so. to you.
0: It's really worth, it's really worth whistling. So it's, it's all, it's re, it's a lot of fun. Just hearing of like all the machinations that happened. Like we heard the stories of like the takeovers and stuff, but when you hear about, you know, how it's told, you're like, wow, that was intense, you know, but, um, I didn't want to fly over this and uh, we talked about this off the air about uh, touching your subject, because again, I wanted to congratulate you on uh, the recent episode I did with my Pierre Morin and uh, Michel Thierry mac because um, you've been very vocal uh, about uh, your struggles. And so far, if I understand correctly, you've been three years sober right now?
1: Uh, three years and seven months, roughly three years and se- uh, almost eight months. But uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, like, uh, yeah, it's just part of. Sometimes you you know you look at somebody in business and you think, oh, they're successful, but then there's l'envers de la medaille, and then mm-hmm. there's what comes behind. And
0: there's a dark side. Uh,
1: that. That's it. I think everybody has a bit of a dark side, and uh, whether it's depression, whether it's addiction, and I was just I wanted to talk about it. I I didn't want it's a taboo. Still, it's still like taboo to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I have addiction. I'm an alcoholic or I'm a I'm a drug addict. And um, I felt like, and, and one of the comments that I had on YouTube, on the video was, I know Angelo from 2016. I've seen him, like, I didn't know this person, but they they sort of s- seen me in some environments and they're like, the guy's a su- successful man and uh, I've seen him in events and, th- and I would have never expected him mm-hmm. to be an addict. And this is what I wanted to break the... You don't have to be an ivrogne or like living in the street to be. Yeah, because there's, like, there's
0: that there's that image you have in your head, like uh, you know, not to use the word, but a wino, just like just sleeping on the street and like in the gutter right. or something.
1: You could still be very functional. You could still have a good, like, decent life and be so miserable. But uh, that's it. There's there's so many faces to addiction, and that's why we wanted to break the silence and just have conversations. And the project started with. Uh, me attending meetings
2: mm-hmm.
1: and going to a meeting like I'm talking about these anonymous re- reunions mm-hmm. which they, they don't like to be uh, named but uh, I was attending those meetings which I love because I like to connect with people so you meet all kinds of people that have the same problem you have and it's not like in the movies it's it's very different
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I met somebody like Marie-Pierre Morin and I've met other people that are known I've met other people that are not known I've met like it's so diversified and there's great people, man. And uh, we just started talking and then this project just came to life where, hey, if we put our strengths together, we can probably start a project and we could probably help more people because rehab is freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. It's between four to $5,000 for a wow. 21-day uh, therapy in a rehab center. Yeah. Cause nobody
0: so talks I, about that. Right. Cause again, like, well, yeah, just go to rehab. Like, as you see in the movies, yeah, I'm going to go to rehab or I was in rehab, but the reality is there are costs associated to it. There's help that you need, but there are costs associated to that.
1: Exactly. And I was fortunate enough. You talked about family uh, and friends. Well, my family were the only ones that were there for me when I really hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that drove me literally to therapy and I was fortunate enough to come from a good place with you know people that could afford it, and put me through it. I went through the process twice. Twice, wow. Two, so it doesn't mean that you go to rehab and then you you come out of there and you're. You oh, know. if
0: it was so easy, obviously.
1: So giri, you know, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. still not. I'm still in the process, right? I'm not better than anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's 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 a one day at a time, and. uh, So I I did this process twice and um, I was fortunate enough, but then I realized that not everybody has that opportunity. And how about, you know, I have quite a network and my brother says, that's one of my biggest strengths is I'm able to build a pretty good network. I know a lot of people from different industries and background Mm -hmm. and why not like starting a project? You know, having a real purpose. I understand that I'm selling shoes to make a living, but how about having a real purpose of helping others and use that problem that I've had or that I still have and turn it into something positive and, you know, doing a difference in this world. So that it came from that place. That's wow. the only place it came from. And wow. uh, I, I shared the, the same idea with Marie-Pierre, for example.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And not everybody loved her you know, of, because of her past and the things that she may have said or mm-hmm. done. But the only thing that brought us together was recovery and trying to, to do good and, uh, and perhaps help more people that didn't have the same opportunity that we had. And so far, the project has been a real success. And we launched a product that was coffee because mm-hmm. when, you, when you go to meetings, the first thing they do is they serve you coffee. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you do when you, uh, you want to meet someone Uh, especially uh, through recovery is like, you know, we, we often have a coffee, come and meet me. We'll have a coffee. We'll talk. So as a big symbolic for recovery coffee, right. And uh, they serve it in all meetings. That's the first thing. When you come in, there's a lady or a man serving coffee
2: here Have a and it's
1: free and have a coffee. So they drink a lot of coffee in meetings. And now the meetings have adopted our coffee for their coffee. But, uh, they, they serve your coffee. So for me, it was the symbolic was there. And we started this, you know, we pushed this brand, Grain d'Espoir. Mm-hmm. And it was like a fire, wildfire. <laughs> like we ran out of product. Wow. So we just got uh, another order today. Fortunately enough, we, we were selling it through our stores, the Rubino stores, and online mm-hmm. on rubinoshoes.com espoir. Mm-hmm. And we sold out. So now we just got an order of a thousand bags. And we're hoping to sell them out as fast as we did the first time.
0: I'm not even surprised, not even surprised because I I listened to the episode two or three times that I told you, and it was something that was not just powerful, but revealing. But here are these three people coming with full-fledged honesty and transparency. And as it was, I saw courage, I saw vulnerability, and I saw, I'm not going to say discomfort, but through the things that you guys were talking about, I could see that there was a lot of, you know, um, Self-acceptance, because just as a normal human being, I know it's probably hard to admit, um, I'm not going to say faults, but these difficulties that we've had to overcome, these demons that we've had to overcome. And for you to actually just use yourself as the guinea pig to actually let people know, you know what? Hey, I'm Anjaro. I'm an alcoholic. And And you you know know what it takes?
1: uh, It takes a lot of humility. Mm -hmm. A lot. Because my ego, I don't want to show that I have a weakness. I can and you imagine. only want to show your good sides. So it takes a lot of humility even to ask for help. Most of the time right. people don't ask for help because they're ashamed. So I wanted to break the silence because today it's going to sound weird, but I'm proud to have that disease, which is the disease of addiction. I'm proud to have this disease because it forces me to get better every day, to work on my behaviors. It forces me to help the fellow addicts. And it, it, it it forces me to get better, to try to do good. It's a great program. The program that, that I've been through is a program that any everybody should go through. And, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it was really a good thing. And if I had to do it again, I'd probably do the same thing because it made me who I am today. So why try to deny it, hide it, and only show the good side? I want to be able to show the bad and the ugly as well. Wow.
0: And you've mentioned um, uh, Grand Espoir uh, that you just recently launched with my pierre And, of course, I've seen it on all the socials, on the Rubino Instagram. I've seen it on LinkedIn. And I do my best to, to, to reshare. Um, so you said that right now it's sold out, but people can still you know go to the website. Uh, so you got a new order right now so so people can actually go and try to get some?
1: Right. It's available in all the Rubino stores. It's available online. And uh, we're launching the uh, Grand Espoir podcast, okay. which will be a podcast that's going to be uh, – only about recovery mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to have these great guests. We already did the first episode mm-hmm. and we had a great guest and we talked about the the holiday season and relapse, la nice. reshook, which is a big topic into our, in our field. So uh, I'm very excited to share this episode. It's going to come out soon. And cool. then we're still uh, doing more episodes with uh, un espresso, un espresso with Angelo, uh, we just did a great – there's one great episode that came out today. Uh, we just did another episode. It's going to come out the 23rd of December.
0: So you guys are kind of keeping busy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean like very busy. I think uh, we had some uh, – there's so many more that I want – like so many more episodes. But I think we're going to maybe take a little break during the holidays and then come back, come back strong. And,
2: I recommend and, uh,
1: it. yeah, Myself, I think I no. need a break. Even my girlfriend, um is a – have you
0: you're already busy enough as it is, and it's always a good idea again, just giving you like you know production tips, have some time off like myself, I always put myself off for the two weeks at least just like just do nothing like you know any bookings, any postings are gonna happen. The following year, but I'm happy you opened up. You know that that topic about you know seasonal uh, seasonal blues, seasonal depression, if you will, because it's something that's very present. And you guys shared it on the episode, but I just want to get your take. Again, we're not social workers, uh, we're not mental health professionals and stuff, but you know this from a very intimate standpoint that the holidays for some people are not always that happy, and some people do turn to the substance, some people do turn to the bottle, some people do turn uh, you know to some disorders or some unfortunate behaviors. How I know it's very stupid. I know it's a very large question. How can we be more aware? How can we be more sensitive? And of course, how can we help these people, whether close or far?
1: I mean, for me, it comes from like l'isolement. Most of these people, when you're suffering, you sort of like shut down. And I think they just need love. Like, not what are you doing and not, no judgments If, for example, uh, your uncle drinks too much, he already knows he drinks too much. If your brother's depressed and down, he already knows he's down. You know, you don't need to remind him. But just give him love, just a little call. Hey, if you need anything, I'm there. You know, I think those little things matter. Anyways, for me, it would have mattered because just hearing the same things over and over it's not really going to help the situation mm-hmm. and just knowing that there are solutions there are solutions and sometimes it's just having a conversation uh taking the time you know just really taking the time to ask the real questions and um i think that would be my 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 trick for for anybody just like any i think people for, for me, that's what it was to go to meetings. I just needed to feel like supported. I needed to feel love, unconditional love, and no judgment. No, because I already had felt enough judgment from everybody around. But uh,
0: that's the yeah. difference, isn't it? Because again, <laughs> I don't know obviously. if it
1: answers your question. Uh, no, I it mean- <laughs> does. It
0: does. It does. You know what? Because you mentioned it a little bit earlier. A lot of the reasons why uh, we fall into the trap of our own toxicity is because of the shame. And also because of the judgment, whether they know it or not, some of the people closest to us really weigh us down with our judgment. And we feel so compelled to just like, just put on a great face and just be okay. And I always like to put this because I felt, again, I've never, you know, abused of any substances, but again, I've dealt a lot with depression was a really big deal for me. And one thing that I heard I used to use say a lot was fine until, you know, someone gave me, uh, an acronym for fine meanings, feelings inside not expressed. So when you bottle that stuff down and when you don't know how to open up, if you don't create that space for that person who's dealing with this uh, unfortunate circumstance. If you don't open up that space with love, with communication and take away the judgment that you're doing with them more of a, a disservice because they don't feel. I, mean, I think you
1: know. people are more open. To, I mean, society, people now understand mental health. Back in the days, they're like, you're not sick just get outside to uh, change your mood. Like what's mm-hmm. wrong with you? You know, mm-hmm. like now there's less judgment. People understand more. So that's cool. But I feel for people that have a certain problem, it takes humility to ask for help and not being afraid to, to ask. And I think that's the, the, the step. And I know now that I'm not, I'm never alone. I always have somebody I could call and express myself and people I trust so you got to surround yourself with people that are positive. You got to surround yourself with people that like to win and it's going to become infectious, just like the pandemic, you know, <laughs> and uh, spread the love, it. not the COVID. Exactly. Wow. I, that's all I want to spread.
0: Wow. That is amazing. Amazing. That is amazing. Really. Um, I want to remain respectful of your time. Uh, I know it's getting late, but, uh, I can cannot... my, my
1: girlfriend, my girlfriend, mm. she's wonderful. And she says I, I'm, uh, I'm always either working or doing other things, but I told her this tonight was really important. Oh. And it was this really important podcast and I'm <sighs> so glad I had this conversation because I actually feel good now. And it, it wow. was a great conversation. And you know, why oh, always man. talk about business or like, you know, mental health. Like, I love this subject, but we we must have another episode. And I think you're going to get an invitation. and You're going to come on my podcast now. I'd be. But honest. we do this on présentiel. Like, you have sure. to come. Of and course, you got to come and have a coffee. Sure. You got to live the whole experience. I would be honored, and uh, it'd be like an honor to have you on board. And you're, I, I love the conversation. So I, I'm going to try to dig deeper and find a even more subject to talk about with you because <laughs> i think like beyond I'm the open. business and beyond podcasting there's a man and I, i'd it. like to know that guy olivier for sure. day for sure. and that's a that's a dope name by the way olivier, olivier day, day.
0: I'll, I'll i'll call my mom i'll tell him like you know baptize. i'll let her know
1: like day i wish i had a like a cool name. that's like almost a stage name like as it's... i
0: like to say it's easy for the passport it's not complicated at all <laughs> <laughs> It's an honor and a thrill. uh, A gentleman of so many facets, but again, a truly, truly energetic and uh, such a warm human being. Angelo, you know, I cannot thank you enough uh, for this gracious time. Um, Again, the listeners are even a lot more wiser, a lot more elevated and a lot more, you know, fortunate uh, because of it. I want to, uh, again, congratulate you, your family, your entire team. Uh, the entire would be no corporation. Uh, really, I really want to congratulate you on all the success. Um, it's something that I don't take lightly. It's something that needs to be celebrated because, again, there's a lot of work and a lot of uh, a genuine uh, human being behind it. Um, and that's something that people need to take into consideration. So, for all the great work that you do, I want to say thank you. And uh, this is shameless plugging time. Uh, any particular places, uh, you know, of course, we talked about Grand Espoir. Uh, we can also. You said the podcast is going to be launching. Do we have an official date yet or not at all?
1: So Sorry, uh, I'm uh, hoping before the holidays, we're going to launch this new podcast. We're working mm-hmm. on a dope new intro. Mm-hmm. And we want to sort of revamp the whole Espresso avec Angelo brand also an in intro. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's coming up. Uh, we just signed a lease for Rubino Shoes. We're going to be opening this dope new store in 10.30, ladies and gentlemen. Since you're Next from the South Shore, yeah. I wanted to tell you, we're going to open at 10.30. Wow. But we have this new concept store that's coming up. And we already did a test store in Vaudreuil, and the new concept is even better and nicer. And uh, that's it. I mean, there's a lot of great things. We're invested with Mr. Puffs. We're opening next, uh, I think, on December 16th. We're opening in St. foy Quebec. So uh, a lot of great projects coming up, and it's very exciting.
0: Man, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. But uh, on the last front, we always have a running tradition on the podcast. It's kind of a like, as I like to say, open stage, red carpet, not the spotlight you, not to put you on the spot. It's what I like to call the next step. A quote, a song lyric, a favorite book, or just even a personal mantra that you might have to help anyone listening. Wake up tomorrow and take that next step towards their next level. Is there anything we can leave the listeners with?
1: I did some NLP training, and the only thing I took away from, from that training, I don't know if you're aware with NLP and the mm-hmm. neuro-linguistic programming, mm-hmm. the good thing that I uh, took away was perception is projection. What you Whoa. perceive, you project it into the world. So for me, it's extremely important to always throw all kinds of positivity, and, and I receive so much so I feel like you, you get what you, mm-hmm, you so what you like mm-hmm. if you do well, I promise you that life is going to send you well and don't give up. Like just, it doesn't matter all many times you fall as long as you get up and you keep going, there's going to be a clutch moment and you're going to just do it. And one thing that I'm really good at is execution. I mean, like, A lot of people have great ideas, but they just don't execute. Like, you could have all the best ideas in the world, but if your execution is shit, it's never going to be a good project. So that's why I always push people, like, let's do it. When I came up with this project and the coffee idea and everything, it came out so fast. I found the supplier. I met with them. My team worked on the logo. Like, a week and a half, no joke. We had the freaking bags in our warehouse, and we're ready to launch. And now you is like, Oh, shit. It only like, took a week. You weren't kidding. Like, you could execute. It's all about execution. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Here's the thing is, like, I could always, you know, do a version two. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, I could always make it better in, 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 in six months. But it was about how fast you can come to market and execution, execution, execution. And energy. I don't get tired. Why are you tired? like like you know what i mean like just execute that's the number one thing you should take away execution
0: execution oh man man so many gems so many gems angelo rubino thank you so much uh, for your wonderful time guys another episode of awaken the awesome in the can with my guest Angelo Rubino, Vice President uh-huh. of uh, Rubino of Group Rubino. Guys, find them on Instagram. I will, of course, make all the links and all the representatives and uh, connecting, of course, to Grand Espoir and uh, the entire project supporting um, many organizations, helping support people dealing, especially during these difficult times, uh, with substance abuse and addiction. So all the information will be available on the blog post. Guys, as always, please stay blessed, stay safe. This being the second to last episode of the year, so I'm always also taking the time to wish you guys a wonderful. And safe. Happy holidays. And as always, thank you for your support on this amazing journey called the Awakening the Awesome Podcast. Stay safe. Stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome Podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address is awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also,